podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Everyone, before we get into the live show spectacular, here is just a quick word because I love them and you should too. Our sponsor, Symbol. They are the best. They're the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you're getting a cash payout. Use your knowledge about sports on Symbol to buy low and sell high and earn cash payments. When your team wins, you are going to rake in the dough. Join the nearly 7,000 early adapters who have started investing in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com. That is symbol to create a free account. And when you make a deposit, make sure you use the promo code BOYS for a risk-free deposit up to $500. Visit symbol, use the promo code BOYS for your deposit, and it will be risk-free. That means if you lose money Or if you decide Symbol just isn't for you, they will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting on your favorite teams today. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise. For your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. The boys are back. The boys are back. It's time for another Spotify green room live show. Can't wait to get into it with you. We get to talk about a win. We're going to talk some K-State basketball. We are going to talk K-State versus TCU, and we're going to have fun on this rainy, kind of gloomy fall night. But guess what? Every night is great when you get to talk about the cats, and every night is great here on Spotify Green Room. We're going live once a week, so you're going to have to stay tuned to Twitter. You're going to have to stay tuned to the show. You're going to have to stay tuned to all the uh, all the different uh, mediums because once basketball season starts, it's not going to be just on Wednesdays. We're going to be all over the place because we're going to talk K-State basketball as the games are happening. Uh, We're going to do quick take, hot takes. It's going to be great. I'm going to put out a Twitter poll uh, early next week to ask the Boneheads if we want to do uh, a reaction show to the first exhibition game versus uh, Pitt State or not. Um, We're going to 100% do our – uh, regular Wednesday live show where we're going to talk K-State KU next week. It's going to be fun. I have uh, the K-State volleyball game on in the background. It's a great night to talk K-State sports. The room is filling up. Uh, you know, the chat is popping off as well. A reminder to folks listening in, just hit the request button and I'll get you up here. Uh, if the room isn't full, once it's full, uh, you know, you're going to have to wait on some folks to drop off, but it is going, it's going to be a fun night. I'm excited for it. I cracked open a beer. Like I said, I have the volleyball game on. Let's just jump right into it. Um, since basketball is right around the corner, we're going to start with a little, uh, l- little primer, nothing about the actual team this year, but just something that I always like talking about because I think there are a lot of great options. I want to know everyone's all-time favorite K-State basketball jersey. It can either be a jersey you bought and wore as a kid, a jersey that the team wore on the court that you really like because of a specific game, just the one you think is the sexiest jersey that they've ever gone with. 
Um, so let's just hop into it. Um, we're going to start with Grant. We'll start with my co-host, Grant. Grant, I don't know if you owned many basketball jerseys, so uh, I, I don't know if that's going to be it or if you're just going to choose the one that you think is the all-time best looking on the court. Just tell me what your all-time favorite K-State jersey, basketball jersey is. Uh, it's a good question. I think we've been really spoiled, too, in the last uh, handful of years with all of the incredible designs that have been bestowed upon the basketball program uh, recently. I do. I own a handful of them, and they're all basically from the last five years. Um, so I got to go with the Wildcat script. Um, the retro kind of faux back, uh, it's just absolutely gorgeous. I, I don't think... I don't think there's anyone that looks better than that. And an honorable mention probably to the two tones. Good deal. We're going to go with a guy who was a staple in the offseason. He became a busy man this fall, Mr. Steve Keck. Steve, what's your all-time favorite K-State basketball? Hey, guys. Good to see you again. Um, Definitely the Grays from the Valentine's Day Massacre when Poland put up uh, 38 against KU. See, I, I love that you're a fellow lover of the gray jerseys. Not everyone is there with us. Uh, we'll go down to Zach. Zach, all-time favorite K-State basketball jersey. Um, I'm driving, so excuse that. But I thought I, want, I wanted to get on here. Um, oh, hey, you, you, you sound better than some of the stuff we've heard before, so no worries. No problem. So I'm actually going to give a shout-out before somebody gets to it maybe of whatever one that had the – KSU underscore fan. He's got that cat logo. They had him on the pants. Those were so sexy. From the 90s, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's early 90s. They had the uh, basketball logo with the uh, kind of sketchy script cats on the shorts. I like that. That's a good call. That's a good call. Uh, we'll go up to Aaron. Aaron, what is your all-time favorite K-State basketball jersey? Yeah, it's got to be the Michael Beasley black number 30 with the uh, purple tiger stripe uh, looking uh, side artwork. So the black Michael Beasley 30 jersey. Yeah, did, did you own that one? I did not own it. I uh, wish I did, but that's a it's a classic, instant classic. Yeah, I, I remembered when that happened. I like I just remembered uh, – when they dropped those uniforms, and actually it was the year before Beasley, it was that first Huggins year. The I just remembered them dropping it at their own uh, midnight madness type thing, and I saw it in the paper the next day. I went wild. Um, so we'll go to Chris next. Chris, what's your all-time favorite K-State basketball jersey? Yeah, I think I have to go with the Wildcats script, the white um, lavender jerseys, the new ones. That's just a very clean look. And then I have to go with Aaron, the cat scratch jerseys. Um, the black ones are probably uh, the best ones out of that uh, uniform set, but the purple ones were also good. I had a pair of uh, the shorts, the purple shorts, and uh, rocking them back in high school. And so those those were awesome. Yeah, I'm actually wearing the white uh, cat, cat scratch shorts from – uh, are fr- from that. Uh, gosh, I, I'm glad they never were a sponsor. I'm blanking on the the company. Uh, 199. That's what it is. I'm I'm wearing those shorts right now, and I still have a pair of the black ones. So uh, I I really like those as well. We'll go to Railroader, uh, KSU Railroader coming live from the railroad. Uh, what what's your all time favorite K State basketball jersey? I'm gonna go the same thing as Chris. I love the Wildcat script, but by far the black cat scratch mainly because that's like the first real alternate that I can remember us. Yeah, that, that's a great shout. Great shout. Um, we'll go up to Callie Mike. Callie Mike, what's your all time favorite K-State basketball uniform? Uh, I'm going to go with the grays uh, from like the Dean Wade, uh, Barry Brown years. They have that, that sort of uh, weird feathered in Wabash on the back with that, you know, big cat head on it. Uh, I dig the grays. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad we're getting some gray loves because I feel like anytime this comes up on Twitter, uh, I'm kind of off, you know, in my own little silo. I think there's a lot of haters. Speaking of uniforms, K-State Volleyball just broke out some brand new Nike uh, long sleeve volleyball uniforms. They're looking good as they're playing Texas Tech. We'll go to my guy, Joel. Joel, what's your all-time favorite? You and Cole 
are both fashionistas, so I'm going to hold these answers above a lot of others. I don't know about me, but definitely Cole. Um, I was always big into the cat scratch, and the black was cool, but the white with the purple cat scratch on the side, I don't know, it did it for me. Yes. I, again, I, I think uh, maybe one of the best things Bob Huggins did in his one year with that good relationship with Nike was get – all sport Nike contracts for the entire athletic department and got some of those great looking uniforms. Uh, we'll go to Cole next. Cole, uh, what's your favorite uh, all-time K-State basketball uniform? Yeah, so originally I was going to go with the cat scratches, but now that I'm looking at them, I'm really liking these all black. Um, they kind of have a stripe down the back of the jersey that lines yep. up with the stripe on the short racing stripes. Yep. Yes. Yep. Very clean. Look it says wildcats right on the butt. Um, and just to top it all off, I love the oversized shorts from those early two thousands. Yeah, that, that was great. Um, I, I actually was a little sad because that happened at the back end of Beasley's year. I was a little sad when they moved to those, but uh, they, they really are a classic. And also those were the first ones of the modern, uh, kind of half-ass attempt at the lavender jerseys because they would wear those with the regular purple shorts and just a plain lavender jersey, exact same design. I loved them, but it found itself on a lot of ugly jersey lists. We'll go to the good chef next. Chef, what's your all-time favorite? I'm I'm a fan of the big game grays. Thomas Gibson, number 42, just, I mean, just standing on big wins and those big uniforms. So those were always my favorite. I love it. I love it. And then I think Hayes is the last one for this, and then we'll get into some uh, get into some uh, K-State football talk. If we have a little bit of time left at the end, we'll do uh, some more basketball questions. But, Hayes, what's your all-time favorite K-State basketball uniform? I'm going to jump onto the big game gray bandwagon. I'm looking at a picture of Will Spradling with his shorts down to his ankles right now. I'd love to have those back. I, I think uh, – I think that eventually we will get back a gray uniform. Uh, I just, I, I think they're just too classic. There are too many great moments, great games in those. I just, I, I, I just think about you know Thomas Gibson helping Holly Rowe off the scores table in that uniform. Uh, just great. So I hope one day we can get back to some gray uniforms for basketball. Um, so that that was just kind of our primer question. Let's hop into some football again. Full room tonight. Keep the chat popping off, everyone. And then if there is a spot that opens up, I'll let folks know so we can keep the room full and popping tonight. We finally got a win. So let's get any final takes about that Texas Tech game. Also, I want to give the Boneheads some credit. I think while all of us were wrong talking about Texas Tech under win total, I think quite a few folks were predicting that Matt Wells would get fired after losing to K-State. So I want to give the Bonehead Collective a little bit of credit from that uh, predictions episode. So we're going to put a bow on that. We're going to start with my guy, Zach, coming to us live from the road. Zach, any final takes about the K-State-Texas Tech game? Um, kind of drawing a blank right now. I'm driving, but... Yep. Hey, you, you worry about driving. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll give you another chance here in a bit. Yep. All right. We'll go to uh, we'll go to Grant. Grant, we did a reaction pod to it. We've had some time to reflect. Is there anything, any final take you want to have on that before we focus on the TCU game? I'm just happy we won. Um, I mean, prior to the game, I had mentioned that had we lost that, you know, regardless of the fashion, it would have been a wheel coming off moment. I can't imagine what the next five games would look like had we started 0-4 and lost to a pretty weak tech team. So, I mean, we talked about it. All we really needed to do was win by hook or by crook, and thank God we did because we would be – I think this room could might be empty, Scott. No, we, we got some loyal fans. I don't think it would have been empty. And then, hell, I, I would have I would have gone all in on basketball if, if we needed to. We'll go down to Steve next. Steve. Uh, what was your final take uh, about that game? And we will kick you out if you try to talk about the uh, Titans. <laughs> um, my biggest thing was like looking at the last 
got what they scored their second touchdown within the first five minutes, right? So yeah. anytime after that, just being like, well, we dominated after that. But really, like football games are won or lost by a couple big plays generally. So it's like we still allow that to happen. And I don't know. It's a really tough way to analyze it for me, I guess. Yep. No, I think that's fair. We'll go down to my guy, Joel. Joel, uh, any any final takes? How'd your boy Ross Elder do in your eyes? Oh, shoot. That's um, – I'm going to be positive. Um, he had that one tackle kind of at the end of the game, which was a, a bright spot in his uh, his blossoming career. Um, you know, at the end of the day, a win is a win is a win is a win. Um, it was really tough to watch, and not just because of Tim or whatever his name is, Brando. That dude's a joke and a half. But uh, offense looked good when they got to play, so can't really complain about it. I think it's pronounced Brando, by the way. (laughs) Man, and and you know what? Brando gets a lot of heat, but Spencer Tillman was probably equally just as bad, if not worse. We'll go up to Callie Mike. Callie Mike, uh, is the Bay Area buzzing with the Cats getting back in the winning department? You know it is, since I represent all the Cats in the Bay Area. It's definitely buzzing. Um, the one thing I'll say is, you know, my key to V was for the coaching staff to clean up their mistakes. And that first half, they did not execute. That was like the most disastrous first, like 10 minutes I've ever seen in my life, but, uh, quite the stand by the defense in the second half. There were some great clips from Clint, the K state fan, uh, you know, pretty solid win. Yeah, it definitely was, and I think anyone trying to minimize it by saying, oh, Texas Tech uh, gave us that game. Uh, Stats of War, Parker, who gave the TCU primer this week, he always puts out his net success rate, and if you look at net success rate, K-State was the number eight most dominant team in college football last week against uh, against their opponent, so Anyone who's trying to minimize that just obviously has a, an agenda or they want to be miserable. We'll go to my guy, Aaron, next. Aaron, what were your thoughts on the game? Yeah, so it was nice to see us win a game where we had more passing completions than they had attempts. Uh, very rarely is the case when you're playing Texas Tech. Again, one of the most uh, you know, important things for me is, is perspective, right? You, know, you look around the landscape of the Big 12, Matt Wells getting fired, West Virginia struggling, you know, plenty of rumors coming out of the Fort Worth Metroplex this week. Um, we got to keep our eyes focused on the prize in hand. I know we haven't had the best success we wanted this year, uh, but I really think if Kleiman and company stick in it, there's signs of life, right? We have players in the field. We showed it in the second half. Um, we just got to put more of those quarters together, um, and, and big things are ahead. There's, there's good players on this roster. I said it last week. We just need to be more consistent for the rest of the year. Yep, and uh, of course, uh, I can't remember who asked him, but Kleiman was asked about, oh, is is success uh, contagious? And again, he said yes, and I thought it was an interesting question. I wouldn't have asked it, asked about, hey, it's whatever. He said it is, so let's see if they can keep it contagious. So we'll go to my guy, Chris. Chris, what were your thoughts on that game last week? Um, I was, I was disappointed overall. Um, well, I guess I was a little upset. I was happy we won. I'll preface it with that. I was happy when we got the win, but I did not feel good after the game. I was not happy. Like usually I am after wins. Um, I was just frustrated at the Iowa state game. I was disappointed in this game. I was upset. Yes, we won, but wasn't happy the way we played. I was happy the way we fought back, but it was pretty ugly, and I guess if you can win a game ugly, uh, then that's great. But uh, there's quite a few things that concern me, and uh, we got to clean up uh, for the rest of the stretch because otherwise we'll we'll because we won't be able to do what we did again against some of these other teams. And so um, I was a little upset, but took solace in the fact that we won. You know what? I'll, I'll take it. You're, you're one of the harsher critics when it comes to the boneheads, which is completely fine. Need a little bit of spice of life. Uh, good to have you back, and uh, we'll we'll accept that review from you. We'll go to Railroader. Railroader, any final review on the uh, Tech game before we move on to TCU? 
I was legitimately worried after the first half that our team might lose confidence altogether and just be awful the rest of the year. But they stuck with it, and they did a great job in the second half. And if they can continue that on, I, I think you can finish here. Yeah, I meant to mention this in the TCU preview episode, but I'll just do it here. Chris Kleiman even mentioned it himself, how important it was to get that punt from Ty Zentner and got the team back in the game back with some energy and then the play by Felix. Again, that just goes to what everyone's been saying. I'm not unique in calling it out, but this team is so dependent on momentum and it's basically been tough to snap out of it, you know, during this losing streak. And it took an elite punt and credit where credit's due, uh, downing it by Hal and then Felix and DK with one of the most impressive plays in you know, the last five years of K-State football to get the team back in it. So, you know, you ride that momentum, but I'm, I'm hoping we, we have that from the jump this week. We'll go with uh, Chef, then we'll go Hayes, and then we'll finish off with Cole. Yeah, um, I was never really too concerned about the game. I mean, even from the jump, um, TJ Smith just looked banged up. So he and McPherson, they both jog on the field. That was a little concerning defensively just on that first drive, but they never really impressed me physically compared to K-State. Iowa State scared the piss out of me because they looked bigger, faster, and stronger the entire game. But um, I was never too concerned. I mean, I had to walk Scott off the ledge multiple times when he said the game was over. You know, Scott Wildcat reverse jinx. Scott Wildcat reverse uh, jinx. You say that, but you meant it this time. Um, oh, I I always mean it. Here, here, here's the <laughs> here's the little joke. That is always just me. That's always me just trying to save face, and it's because I melt yeah. down so often that folks think <laughs> it's a reverse jinx. So, but I mean, but the game, the game kind of went how. I mean, I was had my purple glasses on when we did the last show, and we said the scores. I mean, whatever. That doesn't mean anything. But I mean, it kind of went how Vegas called it. How realistically it should have went. I mean, they took an early lead, but, I mean, they never looked physically dominating, so I was never too concerned. And Skyler got in a rhythm, spread the ball around. I would have liked to see Joe Irving actually busted up the middle a couple more times, but like they said in the post games, I mean, they were doing twists and stunts and trying to make it hard for us to run up the middle. So, I mean, we, we changed our game plan. Courtney did his thing. He, he called a game plan that got us the dub. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of the, the rest of the slate. I think next week's going to be even more pivotal, even though I called this game as our swing game. Hey, it, it swung us. Now we're going to, uh, you know, pull them off. You, you know, you can't go 10 and three without losing three. So uh, we'll go to Hayes next. Hayes, final thoughts on the game. Yeah, that was just a horrendous start. I thought I was going to have to just check out of it, kind of like Iowa State last year, and not care anymore. So I was on vacation. It was about to ruin my whole weekend. But I still can't believe we somehow came back. We never win those type of games. We're always the team that gets beat in every facet of the game except special teams and somehow pulls it out. So I'm just super excited that we were able to win. Really hoping we can show that second-half team this next week and finally blow out a team and end the Cardiac Cats. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think TCU might be a team where if you get up early on them, I don't think that they're necessarily a team that is going to show that fortitude and be able to make a comeback. So getting up early on them might be key. All right. Um, did Grant fall off? Looks like Grant fall, fell off. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll end with uh, Cole. Cole, and then we will start talking about uh, everyone's keys to bees and all the, all of our regular segments. Yeah, well, it's great to be on here talking to Cats after a win. Seems like it's been a while. Um, my final thoughts on the game, I don't know if it's just me or if something with the rules have changed, but it seems like we're getting held all game every game. And I don't know if I'm just noticing it more because I'm looking out for it, but it's just something that has kind of pissed me off. Um, also, another thing that, in my unexpert opinion, it seems like we're kind of out-scheming ourselves. Um, I don't know. Could also just be me thinking that, but it seems like when we just go let the boys play, they play. 
Yeah, I think there is an element of that. Um, and I think Coach Clemens even talked about saying that, hey, you know, we have to make things a little bit more simple so the guys can just go out, play hard, play fast. And I think there is an element of that. And I hope they kind of get to that. And that's just not coach speak every Tuesday during his press conference. So um, now let's get into it. So it, we'll, we'll start off with uh, what what you're confident in and what makes you nervous for the game. We're going to start with my guy, Joey. Uh, who, uh, you know, shout out to him. He just got his entire lineage for his new puppy. Um, you know, I, I think I knew in the back of my head that if you get a purebred, you get the full family tree, but it was wild seeing that. So uh, congrats to him and Patchy. What a great dog. So tell me what you're, uh, what you're nervous for and what you're confident in for this game versus TCU. Yeah, hey, hey Boneheads, it's been a while. Um, what I'm nervous for is probably if – I think y'all were talking about it on the pod this morning, but if, if Max Duggan has a game more similar to Skylar Thompson and, and is, is showing those flashes that we've seen from time to time from him, then, then it should, it should make things interesting, especially with how our defense has been a little bit hit or miss. Um, but what I'm confident in is definitely the run game going against their run defense. I, I think from what I've heard and from what everything I've listened to so far, it sounds like TCU just gets run all over them. Um, and I think Texas did it against them as well with Bijan and, and knowing that Deuce is probably second or third, at least in the conference, as far as being the best running backs. Um, I'm feeling pretty confident with him and, and, and Joe Urban as well, honestly. So that's, that's where I'm confident, at least. Yeah, I, I would love to see a, uh, just a dominant rushing game. I, I would love to see it. We'll go with Hayes next. Hayes, what are you nervous for and what are you confident in? Uh, I'm nervous for... It's really the exact same thing but to each team. I'm nervous for our rush defense. Nobody can tackle behind a linebacker. Um, I still can't put it past – or can't get it through my head why Stubby would ever come out of the game. seems like he's in on almost every tackle with the rushing game, and it suffers significantly when he's on the sideline. And then what I'm confident in would obviously be our rushing attack because uh, their defense is horrible. And so if Joe Urban and Deuce can't put up like 200 plus, then we're screwed. Yeah, it's, it is wild how, how uh, evident it is that uh, Stubby is one of, if not our best defensive player, probably outside of King Felix. I think you could make an argument. He is, or he's been the best defensive player. So we'll go to uh, Chris, Chris, let me know uh, what you're nervous and what you're confident in. We didn't get this last week, but this week, who would you take, Max Duggan or Skylar Thompson? Uh, and definitely Skylar Thompson. I think he's uh, definitely a better quarterback than Max Duggan. Um, something that I'm confident in is just getting back at home. I think uh, playing at home will be good, especially after getting a much-needed win. Uh, and then something I'm nervous about is just – getting off to a slow start and playing from behind. Uh, so we've done that the last uh, four games against uh, all Big 12 opponents. So I'm worried that uh, we'll be down a touchdown uh, again. And so um, I don't like playing from behind. Uh, so that's what I'm a little bit worried about. And then also just the mistakes, which comes from – that goes with penalties, uh, dropped passes, uh, not executing plays and then just uh, awareness so like the Nick Winters fumble that that one stung and I was I, I began losing my shit after that play uh, I was a little frustrated after that but uh, so starting from behind and the just the silly mistakes that we've been making that's what makes me nervous Yep, sadly, uh, you, you can't really uh, say there. There's no way to spin it. I think until you see a game where you don't have just a maddening mistake or turnover, that has to be something that's front of mind. We'll go with Aaron, then Callie, Mike, uh, Aaron, confident and nervous. Where are you at? Yeah, so most confident are in our special teams. Legatron gets it done week in and week out. You know, outside of the Malik Knowles fumble, which again is is more of an individual play, as far as I'm concerned, you know, he still you know had some good kick returns, just you know can't fumble the ball. So special teams uh, is for sure where I'm the most confident, most nervous. Um, just to build on that, what Chris said, turnovers. We've had one game this year where we have not turned the ball over. Nevada was our highest scoring game of the year. We dropped 38 points. 
obviously there's been a, a variation in competition, but I'd, I'd like to see us have another clean slate on Saturday. No turnovers. Again, I'm nervous for it, but I think that's something we just we have to fix. We have to be better and hold on to the ball. Sorry, sorry, it was on, on mute there because I was trying to get Chauncey to come in. Uh, he, he's out doing his business in the rain, and he finally came back in. Sorry about that. So we'll go to Cali Mike, nervous and confident. Um, I would say I am most nervous for basically these coaching mistakes. Uh, and, you know, that just comes down to the penalties. I know that Chris Kleiman thinks that, um, you know, some of those penalties he likes, he, he's okay with those uh, situational penalties, like the holding and whatnot. Um, but, you know, the the false starts and just the nervousness of this team at the beginning of games, I think is really what puts us in a hole. So prepping the team uh, from the coaching staff is, is still a little bit of a, a nervous item for me. Um, in terms of confidence, I'm confident in Skylar Thompson. Uh, he's just like – kind of managing the hell out of these games and making these passes. I mean, if, if you saw there was that edit um, that he had over 300 yards passing, I mean, that's kind of huge for him. Um, he's just like dictating the pace. And honestly, I was a little, I was a little worried there when he hobbled up uh, after getting knocked down on that play. But uh, you know, I think he's coming to his own. He's, he's delivering what we expected. Yeah, I, I was very nervous about that. And then shout out to uh, Casey underscore fan who uh, is on the live show when he's not having to, uh, you know, be an elite high school football coach. Um, he actually pointed out and got it in front of Nick Lecky. He was able to make those changes in the official K-State stats. Sadly, and after uh, talking to Nick Lecky and Kenny Lanou today, apparently it wasn't even the uh, stat keeper uh, who ended up costing Nate Matlack his sack. It was the lines judge who marked, uh, you know, uh, Columbia right at the line of scrimmage. So I've been sending my hate mail to the wrong person. Uh, we'll go to Steve. Steve, what are you most confident in and what are you uh, most nervous for? I am <clears throat> most confident in our run game. Feel pretty good. I think Irvin go, kind of goes off this week even more so than Deuce. You see how quickly Irvin can hit that line. And sadly, just as always, perpetually worried about Sky trying to run on this terrible run defense and getting hurt at some random point during it. Yeah, I man, I, I tell you what, every time I see someone getting close to him, I just I start holding my breath and I just I just I, I want to see more than anything, I just I'm selfish. I want to see Skylar Thompson play football in a K State uniform as much as possible. I'd just be devastated if he got another injury. Uh, we'll go to Joel, then we'll go to Chef next. Yeah, so I'm most nervous for like the first three plays of the game. Um, natural progression. Two weeks ago, it took him one play. Last week, it was two plays. So, I mean, the math is kind of there. So. Hopefully we can hold them for more than two or three. Um, what I'm most confident in is going to be our D-line shutting down Zach Evans. I guess he's playing. I guess he's kind of a big deal to TCU, I guess. I don't know. But uh, he's not running on King Field. Yeah, a lot of drama going on in TCU. A uh, fake Twitter account saying that, oh, he's gone, and then the Pro Football Focus College Twitter account mentioning some stuff on its Instagram page and sounds like he was practicing today, but it's, it's been a lot of weird drama in Fort Worth. Uh, we'll go with, uh, I think I said chef next. We'll go chef. Yeah. Um, what I'm most nervous about is just a desperate team. I mean, there, I mean, Gary Patterson still holds clout in that, in that fan base and with the team, I would imagine, I mean, he might not have lost the team yet, but they're definitely going to be desperate for a win. So they're going to pull out all the stops, whether that's trick plays or some other bullshit. But um, Zach Evans, I guess he's, he like, like Joel said, he's kind of a big deal. Um, he, his conditioning. I listened to the purple theory podcast just the other day. That's your guy. Uh, stats of war. And he, they talk about his condition. He can't play, but like four plays in a row. So, I mean, I'm not 
too concerned about him, but I guess he's super talented. But um, what I'm most confident in is is this team's like mental fortitude. I mean, they they gutted it out. They got a win. Um, they're they're turning the corner. Um, if they could put four quarters together, we might bury them. It's it's all possible, and I, I believe in this team. So I mean, we're gonna we're gonna see on Saturday. But I think the mental side of the game, we're all coming together. And if Boom gets healthy, if we get some other pieces healthier, Skyler's getting healthier every game. I think I think we can make a serious run at this. I mean, that's that's what I. Think. Scott doesn't like us anymore. He just keeps ditching us. Yeah, he he fucking quit. Hi, where's Granite? I dealing with the I I'm see. I <laughs> two two fathers. I know. He, here's the thing. I I'm trying to spare people from the noises from from Chauncey, and I'm just you guys are just gonna have to deal with it because I cannot uh, remember to unmute myself. We'll, we'll go with Cole next, and then uh, Railroader. Um, so yeah, Cole, <laughs> what do you got for me? Yeah, what I'm nervous about, um, kind of going to the same party as everyone else, just taking a different ride there. Uh, kind of worried we're going to come out flat and spot him some points. Seems like we've done that way too many times this year. Um, and then what I'm confident in is that the legend Reggie Stubblefield plays for the Kansas State Wildcats on Saturdays. So anytime he's playing, I feel like – Good deal. We'll go uh, railroader, and then we'll give Zach a shot from the road. Uh, Aaron, have I gotten to you on this one, Aaron? Yep. Oh, okay. Again, it's it's a it's a wild Wednesday on the Spotify green room. Uh, so we'll go railroader, then Zach, and then we'll move on to key to V and pick to click. So railroader, we're confident uh, and nervous. I'm most, I'm most nervous about. Or, yep, you're cutting in a little bit, but I got you. Most nervous about most nervous about our secondary getting exposed if Echo's not on the right guy. I think Brent's had a good game, but he still worries me some. Uh, definitely most Definitely, and, and here they have some very – they have a very long and tall wide receiver who is 6'4". I think that is where Brent's needs to be. And if Brent's can have another big game like he did last week, I think then that's going to give Echo a shot to really shine, or it's going to put Brent's in a situation where he is going to have to make some of those good plays. We finally saw maybe his best play as a wildcat on that uh, fourth down where he was shading him in, daring him to go inside and then jumping that route. He wasn't credited with a pass breakup, but he, he played that perfectly. We'll go with Zach. Uh, Zach, are, uh, how are you doing, and do you have a nervous and a confidence for us? Um, <clears throat> at this point, you can only really say so much. I'm just nervous about mistakes. Um, we've made so many dumb, infuriating mistakes that it literally drives me up the wall. And the one that really got me was Nick Lenners trying to reach out they get the first down. I mean, I was beside myself, and I think somebody else has echoed that here, and I'm sure we all felt that way, but that really got for me. Um, as for confident, I think we'll be able to run the ball pretty easily on them. And we should have no problem with that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I'm hoping we have like a 250, you know, 300-yard rushing game. That's what I would love to see. Um, just really take it to them. So now let's get to uh, keys to V and your pick to click. So key to V, hey, what's the number one thing you're going to be, uh, you know, wanting us to take care of and you think it's going to give us a victory? And pick to click, it can be your predicted MVP of the game or just a guy that folks are going to come away from the game saying, hey, he had a big game. We're going to kind of re- try to reverse the order a little bit. We'll go railroader than Zach on this one. Railroader, what's your key to V and who's your pick to click? My key to V is for the defense to have a good first quarter. It would be great if we could start out playing ahead. And my pick to click has got to be Deuce Vaughn over 150 yards. Love it. All right, we'll go Zach next. Zach. 
<clears throat> uh, my key to V is going to be starting early. You've got to. I I don't think TCU as is as inept as Texas Tech is, which I think is a dumpster fire personally. Um, so I think that you know if they get a fourteen point lead, they're not going to blow that. Gary Patterson's too veteran of a coach. Um, so I want us to start out like up fourteen nothing, or just you know don't start out slow out of the gates. Um, that's my key to be, and then pick to click. Um, let's just go with Julius Brandt's pick six. Ooh, I I, I would love that. I would a defensive or special team score would be massive. All right, now we will go with uh, Chef then Hayes. Chef, pick to click, key to be. My pick to click. I'm gonna go with Rush Yeast. Um, he's gonna be really crucial, especially if Brent's is gonna be lined up with the Johnston kid. Um, he's a serious deep ball threat, and if we if we play it how West Virginia played him and limit him deep, I think we'll I think we'll come out of there. And Russ is kind of a ball hawk. Uh, just like we saw in this Texas Tech game, we throw it over the middle. He might have a chance to get one. Um, and then my key to V, man, it's just, it's just surviving the storm. Like, everybody wants us to start fast. I just want us to survive because, I mean, the last two games, the first play and then the first two plays, I mean, we just have to survive. And teams are disrespecting us, winning the coin toss and then taking the ball. I think if we could survive, maybe even get a three and out, that crowd might go crazy in the bill. I don't know what the the turnout will be. I don't think it's going to be nowhere near Iowa State level. But if if we can get a stop early, the place will go is going to go crazy. It's going to be similar to just the reaction that finally getting over the hump. So I think I think that's my. Yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be between forty six, forty seven thousand uh, on Saturday. I, I think it's going to be a, a good crowd, not great. Um, we'll go to uh, Hayes. Uh, yeah, my key to V is the same as everyone else. It seems too easy. Uh, just don't get down quick. If we can, don't need a lead in the at the end of the first quarter. But if we can just not be losing, or even within a field goal, um, this is a game that there's a good chance it's close and we got to go back and forth, but we could also really put them away quick. And if we can, it'd be so nice to finally just blow a team out. And then uh, my pick to click, I'm going to go with old Timmy Horn. Um, He's our biggest body in there on the D line. And if he, I think he could probably uh, stuff up a lot of those run plays, whereas a lot of the other guys are better at pass rush. So uh, he's going to be really important here to stop Zach Evans. Good deal. Now we will go with uh, we'll go Cali Mike then Steve. All right. Um, key to V is going to be uh, stop Duggan's uh, scramble ability. I know. Um, I mean, he's not he's nowhere near elite, but you just you can't let a mobile quarterback you know get those third down conversions for first down. So you really just gotta you know pin that guy to the ground and uh, stuff him. So that's my key to V. Uh, pick to click is going to be Sebastian Taylor. Uh, had, a, had a nice little haul this last game. Uh, getting back on track. He's going to explode this next game. I, I would be all for that. I, I would love to see Sebastian really start to take off. Um, it was nice seeing him get back on the stat sheet. Um, I think honestly, I think it probably would have been better off if we just didn't try to force him out there. I think we pressed it getting him on the field uh, very early instead of maybe giving him a couple extra weeks. So once he did get back playing, it was at full strength. So it was good to see him looking a little bit more like himself. We'll go Steve and then we'll go uh, Cole. Key to V is O line. Uh, I feel like every player individually has had a good to great game, but they haven't really had one yet where they all were uh, killing it. So um, I would love to see that this week. And for a click to pick, I'm going to go with Matter Baby. I think he goes off for whatever reason. I don't know. They, I think TC is going to try everything they can to stop the run. 
and also not give up big plays. And he's going to be right there in the middle, just uh, three catches for like, I don't know, 90 some odd yards and a touch. He, he has been good for like one big play. So I would love to see him rip off like three of them. Um, so we'll go uh, Cole and then we'll go uh, Chris. Key to V for me. I think we got to get Gary flustered. Um, you know, he wishes he could be wearing the better purple. He's jealous of Chris Kleiman that he's our coach. Um, so I think we just got to get him flustered. Maybe get him to shed a little bit of a tear on the sideline. Um, and then my P to C, I got to go with my guy, Reggie. It's getting a little chilly out. Might see a little bit of hand warmer action. Um, you know, it's creeping up the list of swaggiest players in K-State history. I really think somehow we need to convince him to wear one of those cowboy collar net guard things. And he would be christened as the swaggiest player of all time. So he's pretty active when people tweet at him. I think someone uh, who's better at this type of stuff than me needs to go into old NCAA 14, create a player with like all the accessories, cowboy collar, hand warmer, a million different armbands, and just tweet him a picture. Uh, You know, the guy has to be wearing number one, being like, hey, sauce boss, when are you going to drop this fit? And I bet you he replies to it. So someone listening who's better with, graphic designer who's been playing NCAA 14 get on that. So uh, I bet you he, he, he responds to that. Uh, We'll go Chris next. Um, Yeah, I think uh, key to V is just uh, being aggressive on offense and uh, executing. I think we'll be able to do that. Uh, And for the love of God, let's do something on the first possession after halftime. That that is so infuriating. I don't know. Time out, time out, time out. I will not allow Courtney Messingham's 3D chess move of going three and out, pinning them deep with a punt to get the safety. I will not let you talk bad about that. That is 3D chess, Chris. (laughs) That's That's like, okay, okay. That's like galaxy brain stuff right there, I guess, because – yeah, but who would have, who would who would have thought that? Like I did as <laughs> as Courtney as Courtney Messingham's number one fan, which is weird. I never thought I'd find myself here, but here we are. I thought that the, the instant it happened, I thought, "Damn, there it is, Mess God just playing Galaxy Brain forty chess, even because that's that's the type of guy he is." But no, for real, I I agree with you because even when it happens, like every time it's like, okay, I know I can't check my Twitter mentions because someone is making fun of me every time he goes three and out to start the third quarter. So I I agree with you. Yeah, I was uh, I was um so I was in the car listening to it on that first drive um after half and I was I was yelling in my car I was so upset I'm like can we just once move the ball after halftime and then I heard about the punt and then next thing I know we got a safety I was like oh well there we go they got a chance for nine points instead of seven points and that's what ended up happening but anyways yes I want to move the ball after halftime um because I think that'll be crucial this game and I think uh click the pick is or pick the click uh, is uh, Tyrone Howell. I think – I don't know if he, he won't have a breakout game, I don't think, but I think we'll start getting him more involved. And we saw a little bit of it last game, even though I think he only had like one catch or two catches, not that many. But I think, he, I think he'll start to kind of show up more a little bit as we progress, and I think he'll have a decent game against TCU. Yeah, and, and he also – he made a pretty – like, he made that big special teams play as well. So, it's nice to see how out there doing uh, more than just, uh, you know, catching some contested 30-yard passes. All right, we will go Aaron, then we'll go Joey, and then we'll wrap this segment up with Joel. Yeah, key to V is going to be coming out on defense, starting the game with some aggression. You know, the only Big 12 game where we have not given up a touchdown on the first possession is the Oklahoma game. Ironically enough, after the Jacardi right fumble, holding the field goal, our defense has got to come out aggressive to start the game. We cannot let Max Duggan get comfortable. Uh, Click to pick, Jerron McPherson. He needs to make a play or two or three or anything and not throw a guy down out of bounds on the sidelines. He, he needs to play better. Uh, coming back home for homecoming, super senior. I, I look for him to make big plays in this game. 
Yeah, it, it does have to become very sobering for those super seniors to be looking down the edge and saying, hey, we got this extra bonus year and now seeing it all coming down to the wire. So you'd think that a lot of those guys would really start playing, uh, you know, with their head fully invested, which makes that uh, 15-yard penalty even more puzzling. So we will go, uh, like I said, Joey, and then we'll end this uh, segment with Joel. Yeah, so I don't know how many times I'm going to have to say this is my key to be, but I think it's eliminate mistakes. Like it, ha- it happens every week. It's probably the most frustrating thing about part about watching these games is like Jack Stanim with the with with the penalties on on those two calls. And it's just like, come on, I want Jacks to do well. I want him to to get a touchdown pass to fulfill Scott's prophecy here. But um, yeah, I think it's eliminating mistakes. We we can't end up suffering from as many penalty yards as we keep losing every single game and continue to find ways to win. It's, it's not sustainable. Um, so that's probably the key to be again. I know I've used it in, mul- in multiple times now, but uh, the second one for uh, pick to click out of left field, Tyrone Tolini, no particular reason. I just think he's got a cool name. Oh, you, you, do you actually mean, Cooper uh, I actually mean, uh, Imator BB. <laughs> <laughs> man again shout out to spencer tillman at least he isn't blocking folks but for fuck's sake uh cooper bb plays offense and you know i i've seen the color commentator uh call sheets and i've seen the play-by-play call sheets they specifically have like big and bold uh call outs for when there are double numbers so either they're like the least prepared dudes in the world or they just have stopped caring and they were like straight up drunk and, and the best part about the pronunciations, too, is uh, Mitch Fortner mentioned yesterday on the game, uh, RIP John Kurtz on the game, by the way. He was great. Um, but Mitch, Mitch mentioned yesterday they've got, if you go to the website and you go to the roster and you go to a specific player, they have the player pronouncing their own name themselves. So it's impossible to mess it up. Yeah, it, it, it really just does show that they – have completely mailed it in. And again, random people from Fox Sports are not listening to this, even though they should. This is this is what I would say. It's time, and this is for all sports media, it is time to retire all these geriatric dudes who have been doing this for 30 years who have stopped caring. Stop giving these old guys these legacy spots on Fox Sports 1 and start giving some of these young, hungry dudes, give some you know millennials in their mid-20s, mid to late 20s, some shots to call these games instead of calling, you know, Harvard versus Yale from their basement on ESPN plus give them some real shots. I'm tired of hearing these old washed up over the hill dudes who were great back in the early two thousands, but haven't given a shit since the playoff came around. So get rid of these folks, give some young guys, some shots. Cause here's the thing. They may fuck up, but they're going to fuck up actually trying and putting effort in. Spencer Tillman and Tim Brando haven't cared since I was in high school. So I'll get off my soapbox. I'll let Joel finish this up before we get to uh, some game predictions. Yeah. So I think a key to V and I'm kind of going to feed off Cole is going to be, um, we need to out swag them a little bit. I think we need to throw white helmets, cat script, white pants, you know, look good, feel good, play good. Um, Yeah. Cause they're probably going to wear something fucking cool because they always do um and i think my pick to click is gonna have to be safeties uh jerron and ross have both been letting me down actually ross has been probably playing better than jerron hot take so uh yeah we need some big safety play yeah i'll be interested to see if tcu goes with their uh, blood red helmets they typically only do that at home, but, you know, it's it's the last game before Halloween. They typically do that around Halloween, so uh, I hope they do it. I won't get to watch mo- much of it because I'll actually be at a wedding. This is going to be the first non-pandemic season home football game I've missed since I was 15, and I have anxiety around it, so it sucks. But now it's time to get the boneheads on the, on the record. We're going to get your game prediction. You can throw any sort of predictions, but I need a score at some point. So we're going to just uh, – we're going to start with Callie, Mike, and then we're going to snake around. So, uh, Mike, what do you got for me? All right, I think uh, it's no surprise. Uh, I've got the Cats winning this one. Uh, I'm going to put it at 38 
17. Whew. I love it. I love it. We'll go Steve. Sorry. Uh, I was Steve looking, was giving me shit about the muted I mic. I was reading the chat. Uh, that's hilarious, though. Uh, I got 31-24, but that field goal from TCU comes like in the last five minutes when they're uh, down 10, and it's not really much of a game in the fourth quarter. All right, we'll go with Joel. Yeah, I'm going to go um, Cats on top of Frogs. Give me low scoring action, 17-14. Whew, I, I think there's going to be a lot more points, but so I'll take anything that has us with a win. I will go with Joey next. I'm going to go with a, a bust-out game for Deuce. Again, I mean, the, their rushing defense sucks. Uh, and I think the Cats are going to win 17-10. to 10. All right, I'll, I'll take – wait, is that back-to-back 17-10? to 10? Yeah, that's tough. Wow, okay, we'll go with Chef next. No. Okay, 14, <laughs> okay. <laughs> back-to-back uh, low scoring. All right, Chef, what do you got for me? Uh, uh, I got a 35-27. They miss an extra point. Uh, they score late, too. Max Duggan strikes factor, and his foot turns into a full fractured foot. And Felix comes away with two sacks. Looking. Ooh, all right. I, I love it. it. Here's the thing. If, if Felix gets two sacks... All of a sudden, I think K-State fans need to go – and honestly, we, we probably could do this even with one uh, sack. We need to start going all in on the uh, Felix and DK Uzama, you know, campaign for Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. So, I think – Has a uh, freshman ever won that? Well, I think we're calling him a sophomore. Um, so, Boom. I know. Um, I don't know. But I, I think K-State fans, you know, the best internet fan base in the world – um, as long as we're not, you know, never mind. I'm not going to go there. Um, we need to start that campaign if he has a big game versus TCU. Let's go all in on it. So we'll go with Hayes next. Hayes, give me a score. We'll go 34-20. I think we finally can take a little bit of a breath before the buzzer hits zero. I would like that so I could uh, get my chicken dance on on the dance floor. We'll go with Cole. Yeah, I'm going to go – 42-17 cats, and I'm predicting Reggie is going to record a stat in at least five days. Whoa, that, that's a great prediction right there. I love it. I love it. Um, Man, I tell you what, maybe when the season's over, we need to go all in on trying to get a Sauce Boss Q&A for a live show. Um, I, I don't think he needs to be doing that in the season, but I think after the season's done, I think we need to do our best to get the Sauce Boss on one of these live shows. Uh, We'll go with Aaron next. K-State 31, TCU 10. I think our defense continues the momentum from the second half last week. So K-State 31, TCU 10. Um, Another stat prediction, I I think the sauce boss finally gets an interception and or pick six. I I really think he's going to make a big play. Even with his hand all taped up and everything, uh, the sauce boss – Love to see it. Homecoming in front of a packed house. So shout out to Jalen Pickle, who probably saved Reggie from getting maybe tossed out of the game because Reggie does Reggie things, of course. He gets a big tackle for a loss, and he was letting that Texas Tech dude know it. Texas Tech dude started getting chesty, and Jalen Pickle probably saved K-State 15 yards but he saved that Texas Tech dude some pride because I tell you what, if you're squaring up with the sauce boss, uh, that's a losing losing scenario for you. So it's probably a good thing Jalen Pickle got in there. Uh, we'll go now Now with uh, – wait, was someone going to say something? I saw someone oh, – I was just going to mention, I mean, just his swag is always elite, and he loves the slime celebration, just running it across his nose. And, I mean, I know – People don't distinguish the throat slash from that very well. But, I mean, he's just so saucy all the time. And I think Van Malone and um, uh, Coach True were getting him on the sideline and were getting in his ear pretty good after that. that last- yeah, and, and that's probably for the best, uh, especially at that point in the game. Couldn't be giving up 15 yards. But I, I think you got to let Reggie be Reggie a little bit. So, uh, we'll, we'll go down to Railroader. Uh, Railroader, give me a score and any other predictions you might have. I'm going to go catch 35-13, and 
Gary Patterson announces he's retiring. I, I, I think I think that that is going to happen this season. I don't know if it'll happen after the game, uh, but I, I think this is going to be Gary Patterson's last game against his alma mater. We'll go Zach, and then we'll finish up with Chris. Um, so we're doing score predictions. Okay. Um, yes, sir. I don't think it's going to be close. I actually going to give us the credit. I think that we're finally going to blow somebody out. I think the um, TCU's discouraged. Um, I don't think they're behind Gary Patterson that much anymore. Let's go with, I'm going to go with like 42 to 10. 42-10. I love it. And then we'll go, uh, Chris, Chris, you're usually the harshest critic. Give me your score. Really? Uh, uh, that, I, I think I, I, I'm usually pretty optimistic. I just try to see what I think. Um, I'm going to go 30-27. to 27. I think it'll be – I think it'll be a close game. I, I don't think TCU is down for the count. Um, they're struggling, but I think I think they'll end up playing and fighting for old Gary Patterson. And uh, I think they'll, it'll be a, another close game that we'll hang on to and win. Hey, I'll take any win. Um, that's all we got for the night. Uh, stay tuned to Twitter because – I haven't decided next week. I'll ultimately probably do a poll and see what the folks want. We will be going live on Wednesday to do the typical live show breakout where we'll, we'll, uh, we'll maybe do a basketball prediction to open it up, but then we're going to put a bow on the TCU game, and then we're going to talk Sunflower Showdown because uh, I, I want to be able to talk about that with the Boneheads. But there is the first exhibition, exhibition game for Bruce and the boys on Thursday night. So if everyone wants to do a quick take, hot take our first one for an instant reaction to a basketball game, maybe we'll double up the live shows next week. We'll do a Twitter poll. Let me know what you think, but that's all we have tonight. Also uh, shout out to our sponsor symbol. I'm going to have to cut something in at the top of the show since I didn't mention them until now, but symbol it's a stock market for sports. Don't be like me. Don't buy the chiefs right now. Overpriced. Maybe look into the Titans looking to K-State, what you do, pick a school. When they win, you get money in your bank account. Buy low, sell high. It's the stock market for sports. We love you guys. We're going to see you next Wednesday, maybe next Thursday. Uh, Tweet me any sort of hacks that you might have for trying to watch a football game while at a wedding. Um, I need all the help I can get. So we love you guys. Keep rocking with us. We're going to see you at least once, maybe twice in the live room next week. And again, thanks to all the loyal boneheads. It was fun to see a packed room and active chat. It was a fun night. Um, it's been a while, and I, I have favorites in the world. Steve is one of those favorites. So, Steve, I'll give you a final word. And since Grant isn't here, you can use his catchphrase to get us out of here. Oh, man, final word. Okay, that's a lot of pressure. Um, I want us to win really bad. I think we're going to pretty easily, and the rest of the season is going to be the bomb. So, I love you guys, and in, in a turn of phrase from Can- Grant's phrase, meet me wherever you want, give me a big old hug.
Everyone hail to the pumpkin song In this town, don't we love it now? Everybody's waiting for the next sunrise Well, that corner man hiding in the trash can Something's waiting at the house and how you scream This is Halloween, ready to strike the Aren't you scared? Well, that's just fine Ride with the moon in the dead of night Everybody scream, everybody scream In our town of Halloween Glow with the tearaway face Here in a flash and gone without a trace I am the who and you call who's there I am the wind blowing through your hair I am the shadow on the moon at night Filling your dreams to the brim with fright This is Halloween, this is Halloween Without a good scare, that's our job, but we're not mean In our town of Halloween In this town, don't we love it now? Everyone's waiting for the next surprise Skeleton Jack might catch you in the back And scream like a banshee, make you jump out of your skin This is Halloween, everyone scream Won't you please make way for a very special guy? Our man Chatters, king of the pumpkin rush Everyone hail to the pumpkin king now This is Halloween, this is Halloween Halloween, 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 Halloween In this town we call home Everyone hail to the pumpkin song La, 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 la Podcast Network.